every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, what's going on? It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to thank the title sponsor of the big show. That's Big O. Save up to $150 off Pirelli, Nitto, or Toyo tires now through April 4th at your locally owned and operated Big O tires. Gordon, you ready for what's going on? I am ready. All right. Let's jump into this. Let's get uh, DJ and PK's thoughts this morning on the drama last night in Philadelphia. If you want to get to the refs, complain away i'll be open to any complaint about the refereeing well i won't because i think what happened in the post game is gonna hurt them down the line it's hurt them before we don't have to guess we know we've seen it you know refs see stuff they hear stuff they read stuff and if they don't they still get told about it and it gets back to them i mean we don't we don't i know i know plenty of people can start posting about dick bavetta and whatever call kobe got um he fouled the hell out of me, you know, and then the replay says he does. I mean, this has been going on forever, and it doesn't change anything. But you can just stay really recent. A little more than two years ago, Gobert went off. Dwayne Wade got fouled at the end of a game, or didn't get fouled if you're a Jazz fan, and he hits free throws and wins the game, and Gobert goes off, and he gets fined for it, fifteen grand. And in the next game, he gets called for a foul on the jump ball to start the game. Is one second off the clock, and he's in the book with a foul. And three minutes in, they kick him out. And everybody who watched that, who called our show, I, I don't know, maybe it was a Saturday night game and it was Monday, but probably the next day, everybody who watched that thought, well, that was retribution for what just happened. I don't think saying that stuff is going to get you any calls down the road. I think it's probably going to hurt you. You know, if you're going to go, if you want to complain about the refs and, you know, in a game with a gazillion judgment calls, there's always going to be stuff to complain about. And if you want to complain about the refs, hold it in and use it for fuel. Look at look at the biggest winners. Look at the biggest winners. Look at look at Jordan. Look at Belichick. Man, Belichick is always on to Cincinnati, on to Cincinnati. That's after the game, though. They played. The way they played in Philly, if they could have summoned that energy in New Orleans, they would have won that game. They played much better in that Philly game. And there was stuff going on all through the game that was driving them nuts. Quinn, who doesn't want to say anything after the game because I think he thinks it doesn't work and it doesn't pay off, he's just as mad or as frustrated and sees no, no calls. It's 92-90 in the fourth quarter, and Quinn's already irritated. And Conley goes to the hoop. And Conley thought he was fouled. It was in front of the Jazz bench. They clearly thought he was fouled. And Philly goes down and scores, and Quinn calls timeout. And you can see the camera cuts to him, and he is so mad. He is so mad. But it, it doesn't help to go off after the game. I mean, he's out there on the court, and he's waving his arm. He's clearly furious with the ref. So you're criticizing the players for it, going off it after doesn't, the game. It, it doesn't pay off. So you're criticizing the players yes, for going off Yes, it the doesn't game. pay off. Eh, see, I, I don't. I think they're human beings. 
and the frustration got the best of them. Yep. And I can live with that. And we okay. see this all the time from other teams. Yep, we I do. Mean, I can't expect these guys to be perfect. I know we hold them up to be these unbelievable people and all that stuff, and that's fine. You can have fantasies all you want, and maybe it's real. I really don't care uh, as long as they're not breaking the law. Uh, but they feel like uh, they're frustrated in the moment, and you've got 10 minutes, and, and they, you, yep. they're supposed to go up there and answer questions. I will allow a human being to be a human being yes. in the moment. And that's fine. But well, we, watched fine the, for you. we watched the – no, it's all understandable because you're right. They are human beings, and they are in the moment, and we've all done it, and I've done it 100 times over. But okay. if you really want to win – Jordan was, we watched that whole documentary, we had nothing to do. He was gassed, and he summoned energy by getting mad about stuff. He summoned the energy by getting mad about stuff that didn't even happen that he made up. And so yeah, and when you're I, that mad, sit I, on it and use it for 31, 32, yep. 33, 34. Yep. Mitchell's 24. Yep. <laughs> Let's never forget that, which is actually good. <laughs> he is 24. He's got, <laughs> at 44... I'm not sure I was grown up. I'm not sure I am now <laughs> uh, in terms of being anything close. My emotions get the best of me probably 10 times a day. Uh, that's exaggeration. That's not true. But uh, you get the point. So let it out. Why not let it out? They don't They don't have a game for uh, eight days. My question is, should they be able to – was it okay for them to pop off? Uh, that's the question I'm answering. Should they be able to pop off after the game? Yeah. Have at it, man. You got real emotion. You felt you got jobbed. I mean, there was no question Embiid ran over Gobert on that one bucket there at the end of regulation. Just friggin' ran, ran him, him over. over. Yeah, I know. Like he was a truck and and Gobert was a, on a bike. And there was no call whatsoever. That was absolutely ridiculous. So if I'm these guys and invest all this emotion and I feel like I got jobbed, absolutely I'm going to go off. Ten minutes later, no less. Not an hour later. Ten minutes later. That's right. I don't know if it will uh, like that. Like that? You run over like that? Like that? Um, (laughs) I don't... They were talking about whether this will have an effect down the road, complaining about the officials. I don't know. I, I suspect it will have a negative effect for the reasons that I, I laid out before, but I certainly don't blame them, and uh, I I don't think they're making up the reasons they're frustrated. Yeah, I, I guess I agree. I, I have no problem with guys blowing steam off if they, if they want to do that. Uh, but uh, and, and, and quite frankly, I think officials should be able to talk to so that we could know what what they were thinking. Wouldn't you love to know what that ref was seeing when Donovan Mitchell got called on the hooking deal that we were uh, examining earlier? Well, what did he what did he see? How did he make that call? Um, I, I'm trying to, I think I do want to hear from referees after the game because they seem to lack accountability and the last two minute report doesn't really help with that in my opinion. Do you guys remember which official made the whistle? I do not. I, I, I intentionally I try not to learn these bozos names. No, I mean I, position, not name. Like, oh, was it okay. the baseline official? Was it the side out official? Yeah, we can go to the tape. Because Locke tweeted out, and if he's right, then he's got a point, that if the baseline, the guy under the basket, made that call, we didn't have a camera angle from his viewpoint. We had the camera angle from the side-out guy, who was the guy who Donovan turned and complained to and ejected him. 
But if the call, which was an offensive call against Donovan Mitchell, came from the baseline guy, maybe he saw something that would change our minds. But I thought it was the base, the side-out guy that made that call, that was looking right at the play. Well, they're supposed to operate as a team, honestly. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if I'm going to get that into the weeds on, you know, I don't. This is me personally, uh, Austin. I don't care why the, like, just make the call. It's your job. There's three of you out there. In fact, here, while we're blasting referees, I'll give some referees credit. Those two young referees, what was it, Gordon, two games ago? Or was it three games ago where the, the lead referee pulled up with a hamstring and they had to finish the game with just two officials? Remember, yeah. I, was it Miami? I can't recall which game it was. But I thought yeah. that game was going to deteriorate quickly because there was these two young officials. It was like a first-year official and a fourth-year official or something like that, and I thought, okay, these guys are in real trouble. And they that game was, was very well officiated, so I give them credit. As long as we're blasting referees, those two I thought did a good job, just two of them. But, you know, you gotta make you got to make the right call at that critical point in the game too. And, I mean, it would be one thing to let it go. But to call that on, a, on Donovan, I mean – after you heard DJ talking about it, after Joel Embiid's running over everybody in front of him, then you call that. What what is the official rule on a on a foul like that? Can it be reviewed? Uh, well, the Jazz had already used their review their in challenge. the first in the yeah. first half, but I'm I'm yeah. not sure the re, the review rules confuse everybody, including yeah, certain, including certain, the referees. Certain things can be challenged, and certain things can't or reviewed, uh, and, and the whole idea. I know you can't slow the game down to the point, but it would be nice if they could have more more challenges. I mean, I, I don't want to see it like what happens in college football where every every other play seems like it's reviewed. But that was a pretty important moment. And, uh, yeah, it's it was unfortunate for the Jazz that it went the way it did. Uh, but, again, in that moment, I don't think the referee was thinking, oh, that's Donovan Mitchell, so I'm going uh, to get him. You know, I I don't think that's what he was thinking. I think he just made a mistake, an error in judgment. By the way, I wanted to ask you about the play that Royce O'Neal made where the ball was heading out of bounds and he grabbed it and threw it uh, toward, I think it was Donovan Mitchell streaking down the court, wasn't it? That that would have won the game. That that, that was it. That was the game right there. But they said that the ball grazed the uh, official's leg. It did. Um, and, And... uh, I have a problem with that because <laughs> uh, I, I'm not saying, again, anything's conspiratorial here or anything, but get the hell out of the way. That play costs the Jazz the game right there. Well, I agree with you there. Here's here's what bugged me about that sequence, though, is when they reviewed it. Nice explanation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what are you doing? And, and why are you reviewing it in the first place? You just go up to the ref and say, hey, Barry, did it hit you? And then when he goes, yeah, you go, Philadelphia ball. What are you reviewing? Yeah, because they reviewed it, and it was clear that the ball was out of Royce O'Neal's hand before his foot touched the, the ground. And so that when I saw that play and I did not notice that it grazed the official, I, I thought that was an outrage. So they should have explained that. Yes, they should have. Common sense. Because that, that makes, okay, I can accept that. But I, I don't even like that because the referee, get the hell out of the way. Like that. Yeah, I mean, because you're, you're positioning. Like that? You're positioning. That costs the Jazz a game. They need Ed great... Huckley to describe these reviews. 
because of a, Royce, a great Royce O'Neal recovery and chucking the ball down the court to a streaking Donovan Mitchell. Jazz up three. Jazz win the game. But, no, it grazed the pant leg of the official. They win the game, too, if that offensive foul wasn't called on Ben Simmons and they called that or called on Donovan Mitchell Donovan, and they called yeah. it on Ben Simmons. They would have won yeah. the game then, too. I mean, Look, I, if, we, if we want to complain about officials being crappy at times at what they do and not seeing things, then then I can jump aboard that. I just can't go as far as some others uh, as far as uh, building these uh, narratives uh, that there's something fishy going on here. I and Jake, I, I respect your opinion, uh, and and I uh, also Not. respect your your overall judgment. But I I just can't go there with you. And I, I've seen too many calls. The Jazz. Wait, wait, wait. Jazz, hold on, hold on. Jazz, don't don't characterize of, my my opinion as I don't think there's something fishy going on. I think these people are weak. And I, well, think that's fishy. Even, I think they're easily manipulated. You say fishy. You make it think like, uh, you know, well, the Illuminati is deciding who wins these basketball <laughs> games. That's not what I'm saying. So I'll let you continue. But when you say fishy, I'm thinking that these these refs are not only bad at their job, but they're easily manipulated by many different things. Well, if the, if the, if the refs are that easily manipulated, then how the hell have the Jazz won 27 games? Because they're not playing. It's not the end-all, be-all. Well, I, I know, but... It, Donovan it, I, said it last night. He said it's happened in games we've won. He commented on it. Yeah, I know, but that affects... The reason they were complaining is because they lost the game last night. In the manner that they lost the game last night. And it all culminated. If they had won that game, they wouldn't have said anything. Oh, I don't know about that. If, the, if that ball hadn't touched the pant leg of that referee and, 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 uh, and Donovan takes that ball in and scores... Uh, assuming you wouldn't miss another dunk, uh, you know. I mean, then there isn't any complaint. Nobody's saying anything because if you're going to go to the officials after a win, and you're going to say, "Look, my guys are getting bumped around," you know. I mean, I, I know word is out that the way to beat beat us is to be physical with us. Then, and you're going to complain to the referees about. It. Go ahead, okay. Go ahead and say that if you want, but be be careful about the way you say it. The reason the Jazz were so vocal last night was because they lost. No, because they... Did Donovan mention that he missed 22 shots last night? Did Donovan say that he, he was saying that because they lost? In fact, no. He said quite the contrary. He said this oh, is he, a culmination no of different there, things. There's and, no way he talks like that if they had won that But do you game. get what I'm saying? He, he did not say this is a one-off, I'm mad, we lost the game. He said that this has been... A process. This is the culmination of events. And he he said, I'm sick of it. I've had it. That he, that game caused him to draw the line in the sand. And whether you think it's a smart move for him to point it out or not, he's still speaking what he believes. He's not inventing things in his mind. It's not oh, sour grapes because he lost the game. I have heard so many players through the years, Jake, complain that they're not getting the calls. Have you ever I mean, heard I, a post game I have, like I have that, heard, Gordon? I, I have not, not in a post game, but I've talked to enough players to know what they think, and they think they're getting being somehow punished. The the I, I mean, Donovan isn't the only one. But I mean, there are a lot of players out there who've had bad calls uh, called against them in in critical moments, and their team loses. And they have experienced bad calls because I see bad calls every night. But I don't think it's because 
somebody hasn't earned anything, or I don't think it's because, you know, uh, the, the referees are viewing the team as being this or that. I, uh, that's, uh, I mean, they blow calls. They blow freaking calls. So the, the biggest Boy Scout in the league decided to actually say something last night after the game because he was sad that he lost one. Mike Conley's never had a technical foul in his career. And he's talking about uh, how he's talking about the problem. So he's just inventing that because he's sad he lost to the Sixers? He's, he's talking well, about how it goes back to his time in Memphis. And then Rudy Rudy specifically points at Mike Conley and says it's disrespectful, disrespectful because he, if anybody's earned the whistle, whatever that is, it's somebody like Mike Conley. <laughs> it's because they lost the freaking It's game, not. Jay. No, it's not. It I, I think you're – you think that uh, a post game that we've never heard anything like it where four, even Coach Snyder was talking about it, all those guys came out and were that vocal about it. You're saying that's just because they sad, they're sad they lost the game? Quinn Snyder is sticking up for his players. That's what coaches do. You know, but uh, uh, but again, they're just inventing whole... the problem. No, I think they get fouled sometimes. But I think you could take in, you could do interviews with every team in the league, and you would get similar remarks. Uh, let's see, justified or not, I'm sure. Uh, Brandon said Don missed shots. Some of them were because of fouls. Yeah, he goes to the rim a lot and ends up on his backside all the time. Twenty-two of them. <laughs> We'd go back and count. I bet it was almost double digits. Double digits where he got fouled on shots and the whistle didn't blow. On the way to his, on the way to the hoop, it was a lot. Donovan missed a bunch of layups. Jake, Did I'm you not notice? You, this, ha- this happens to every team. It happens to every freaking team. Well, I've never heard a post game press conference like that before. That doesn't happen with every freaking team. So. Mm-hmm. Well, it's had, people have complained before. You, well, you can call the Jazz whiners, or we can look into or, or acknowledge that they're the, talking about something they the, perceive as a problem. Is, this is what I'm saying. Quit whining, quit crying, and go out, keep your head down, and bust your humps and continue to win games. It doesn't seem That's to be working for them do. so far. And it, it seems doesn't? to work. They're 27-9. and nine. It seems to work quite the contrary with somebody like James Harden and Chris Paul. Uh, or Doc what, Rivers, what, for that what's, matter. What's, What's the record of their teams? I'm not talking about overall record. I'm talking about who gets the whistles. All right. Well, it's all in the eye of the beholder. All right. Let's uh, jump out to the zone phone. Joining us now, our friend from Zero Res, he is Jake. And, uh, Jake, we're excited you're on the show, particularly because, you know, you're breaking out uh, the best deal I've ever seen anyway. (laughs) We're excited. We're uh, we're glad to be on and uh, offer this deal to everyone. I won't uh, divulge. Uh, well, actually, let me put it this way. Austin called in. Austin booked his appointment. And uh, let's just say Austin expressed during the break how shocked he was that he can get every square inch of his house done uh, for the rate that he got. I mean, this deal is just unbelievable. 25 bucks a room. Yeah. it's Honestly, this is, this is really as low as we go. Uh, it doesn't get lower than this. Uh, and, and the reality, we didn't mention this in the other spot, but this this – this deal lasts only until the end of your guys' show. Yeah. So uh, if you're if you're interested in getting it, we you got to make that phone call uh, to get it. So 
get on there. All right. Well, if the great deal uh, is enough for you, go ahead and call 801-288-9376. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about customer service uh, right now, Jake, because, you know, we talk about the powered water and it really is, you know, proven lab tested that it's better than the other guys by a long, long way. But you guys take it to the next level as far as customer service goes to it's it's a priority with zero res you know what it's something that's so important to me and this is like we check in on our guys Uh, it it, you know processes are important but something that's auditable where we can check in and that's something that's super important to us Uh, our technicians and what that looks like i have neighbors that will do me a favor i have a buddy of mine jordan he actually has technicians, well, they'll come and clean their carpet. And then he lets me know how it went after. And, and I love hearing the good stories about how great the technicians were and what that looked like. Um, and so it's, it's awesome. I love hearing those stories about my techs and that process that we've implemented and being able to know, hey, we're going to deliver an incredible service to anyone that calls in. You know what I like about them, and this is probably just a personal thing with me, because, well, first of all, I've always had a great experience uh, throughout the years, never never a bad one, but they're not judgy. You know, they don't say, oh, geez, you spilled what where? No, nah, they just get to work. It's nice. <laughs> it's nice. And I'll tell you, we've seen some crazy things. We've seen some absolutely crazy things, but it's important to us to make sure that, listen, this is people's homes. There is not very many businesses out there that get to walk into you're walking closet and see things. And that, you know, we train our guys to understand that this is a, this is a sacred place for these people. And we come in and, and treat it that way. And that's important to us. So. And one thing that I really like is uh, since you guys use less water, actually the powered water, you can get it done for less. Your carpets actually dry faster. So you can get back to normal. You don't have that, uh, you know, that awkward hour upon hour time where you're just telling everybody and everything to keep off the carpet. It dries lickety split. Yep. Fast drying better clean. You don't get that, that crunchy feel afterwards. Nice, soft, clean after. Uh, you, you can't beat it, guys. It's awesome. All right, so here's the deal. $25 a room. Got a clean four, but $25 per room, 801-288-9376. That's 801-288-ZERO. Jump on that schedule. Take advantage of this deal. And Jake, right, only until the end of the show. you got to jump on it now. Until the end of the show. Give All us a call, guys. Let's get it done. Thanks, Jake. We appreciate you. 801 801- 288-9376. That's 801-288-ZERO. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Get up, stand up. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, should we have uh, some fun for a moment? We've been button heads a little bit uh, over the, the referees, and, you know, we do that on this show from time to time. That's all right. Well, yesterday we laughed for two hours. We did. Uh, and, and today, uh, what else? <laughs> today, you know, uh, we don't always see eye to eye, but uh, we can always talk about it. It's all good. But should we play the clip that, speaking of yesterday, should we play the clip that we were supposed to play yesterday from Hanson Scotty? <laughs> sure. Let's All, right. Do it. All right. I think it's this one. We Hannah. we give you at long last a segment told to me yesterday as cocaine and donuts. 
Okay, I bring up this story, and a very close person to me had a very similar situation happen. All right. They bought a building that was, before they bought it, was a pharmacy. Okay. And when they went to renovate it, they went down in the basement, and they found a brown paper bag that had about $36,000 worth of crack cocaine in it. Crack cocaine. And, and, and of course, the person that bought it was a very moral person and ended up flushing the $36,000 of crack cocaine. Well, this just happened in Seattle. By the way, how did they know it was $36,000? Uh, because there was a construction worker that was working on the remodel that knew how to ingest such stuff. Oh, really? So, And he took it and said, that is very good. And that is a lot. He knew it was very good. How did he yeah. know? I, yeah. Well, That's he, high quality. He tested it. Yeah. It's like on a cop show where they put their little pinky and then they rub it on their lip and they're like, oh, that's 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 good stuff there. Yeah. This guy tested it and he was like, that's worth a lot of money. And he, in fact, said that's worth a lot and we could get a lot right now. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the story. Yeah. But anyways, that went down the toilet. Well, this woman in Seattle bought a crochet kit from a Desert Industries. From a DI? I think it was a DI. And it had an entire kilogram of cocaine. Now, I, I was like, oh, well, what's a kilogram? A kilogram is 2.2 pounds of Lloyd, cocaine. Lloyd, is that right? What's the street value there? You have to ask Ned. <laughs> no, I'm not asking Ned. Ned, Ned doesn't know Ned's this. our local drug expert. 2.2 pounds. It, it's got a street value in New York, New York of just over $30,000. This, this woman bought it, and it was in her crochet set. Um, what would you do? Let's say I would call the cops because if there's thirty six thousand dollars of cocaine in my basement, uh, people want to keep track. I mean, look, I watched uh, No Country for Old Men, <laughs> like drug money and drugs. If people lose that, people yeah. want to get it back. Yeah. And I'm not going to be the guy that flushes it down the toilet. I'm going to call the cops and say, hey, look, I got tens of thousands of cocaine in my basement. Uh, you may want to circle back and help me out a little bit because chances are somebody's going to want that cocaine. Yeah. And I don't want somebody showing up in my new building uh, with a uh, air rifle gun and flipping a coin saying, heads or tails. Like, I don't want that. This coin's been following you your whole life. You call it. You've been putting up with it your whole life. <laughs> call it. I don't know what you're talking about, sir, but I got no intentions of calling it. We did that on a... We did. One minute cinema. Um, I think that's probably the right way to go. Don't flush it, because if somebody tracks it, I could see Scotty buying in like a new lathe or something, like at a second-hand shop and... It being stuffed in there, you'd call the cops. I'd call the cops, man, because I don't want somebody showing up at my door looking for their, looking for their cocaine. Uh, a similar incident occurred over the weekend when parents bought their child a toy glowworm at a thrift shop and found a, sw- a sandwich bag containing five thousand pills of fentanyl inside of it. Whoa, five thousand fentanyl pills inside of a glowworm. Every once in a while, you'll strike gold at the thrift shop. Not I'm being gold. honest. A, a cop could pull me over five days out of a seven-day week and find that white powdery substance on my lap, yeah. shirt, and, and in my car. <laughs> powdered donuts, by the way. That is the powdered donut.
Raspberry filled? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they kill me. It's just so messy. If if cocaine is anywhere as addictive as those, I would be dead within a month. Yeah, yeah. Because I can't stop. You know, those come in a box of six. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, and like, you get three, you're in three in on your drive, and you're like, well, gone this far. <laughs> well, it's like, so am I, I going to leave a box of two in here? No. <laughs> i got to finish it off. <laughs> and then you get down to the one, and you're like, well, I'll leave that. It'll be a fun treat in the morning. And then it's like, oh, no, that'll be oh. a teaser. And then I'll have to get a new box. But then, you know, then if a kid comes in and sees it, they're like, well, why didn't you bring it in? Oh. It saved me. You know, you ate, there's just one left here. And then you're like, well, so, like, I got to finish them off. Yep. And then you throw them in the trash throw in a gas station on the way home. Try to brush all the white powder off your shirt so your wife's not like oh did you, do you what do you have on your shirt it's like oh nothing nothing when when i hear that every time i'm like oh no. <laughs> she's gonna know <laughs> she's gonna, she's gonna oh, know what i've a, done we got a problem don't we? <laughs> those are so good it's, though it's so close, i just though. hate they, they leave they they trace you man like they leave trackers all over you i try to keep some gum in my keep, car too keep like, an extra shirt in your car trust me <laughs> try to keep some gum in the car too like what did you eat oh, i i always do a, a check in the rearview mirror to just wipe the corners because that powder's <laughs> sticky so sticky those are good though oh they are good Nobody li- loves food as much as those two. <laughs> I mean, I think I what? feel like they could talk about anything, and eventually it would wind up talking about food. Uh, is there anything, Jake, that uh, as Hans was describing uh, what he cannot resist? Is there any food that you absolutely cannot resist? See, you just if it's there, you're going to eat the whole thing. See, and n- more. no. But I'm not a foodie. <laughs> I, I'm just not. I'm, I mean, I, I I like Thanksgiving as much as the next guy. But I'm just not. I'm not a foodie. I don't enjoy eating like others. Says do. the guy who, when we asked him, "What's your favorite food to eat?" Like a foodie, said, "Oh, a leg of lamb." I do love. Always hits the spot. I do love leg of lamb for sure. Not that's mac my, and cheese. That's my favorite. Not sure. Caesar salad. Not uh, no. steak. Leg of lamb, but like I'm, a king of Norway. But I don't like. I don't love food so much that I'm eating in my car, like driving home. You know what I mean? That, that that doesn't. That's not what I do. I don't stop off at the at the gas station to get powdered donuts for the drive home. But I get it. Some people love food. They do. I I understand it. I you know different different strokes for different folks. It's fine. Well, maybe you know, those you guys are are very popular. In the in the midday, ten to two. Listen to Hanson Scotty. They have a great show. Maybe if you lived as far away as Hans does, right? He does live down. Take a take a left at Richfield. Yes. <laughs> Travel twenty more miles and up the hill. You know, deep into the forest. You might get hungry on that. Drive. All right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not judging. I'm saying now, Scotty. Just, I just, <laughs> it's not me. It's it's just not me. What about you, Gordon? Answer that question. That's a good question. Man, I'll tell you, uh, there cheese. are some, ba- there are, well, yeah, 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 certain kinds of cheese are hard to resist. And, and I'll agree with, with the donut comment. Uh, there are certain kinds of donuts that are awfully hard to walk away from. And Jake, I, as you said, I know there are certain, you're not a big baked uh, goods guy and you don't really like candy or anything like that. What do you, 
what what do you like? I'm not addicted to cheese, but I like it a whole lot. I don't know. I just what 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 I know, but what is it? There's got to be something that's like your cheese. I like you know lots of food. I'm just not. I mean, I can pass on a donut. That that's not a huge challenge to me. Even but if I, it's I just really, said, really good. how about a cookie? How about a really really good cookie? No, man, I passed on cookies last night. In fact, how about a baggie of fentanyl? <laughs> Because that was an option in that segment, too. It's a pretty good idea uh, to pass that up, I think. Scotty with a good point it, on that. Call, the, call the police. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> dilemma is way easy. I'm with him. I've seen I've seen that movie. I know how that ends. And Anybody it's not who, well. uh, who takes a sample of something and says, that's worth a whole lot of money. You know, you're dealing with something you better be careful with. By the way, I'm not buying that part of the story that the guy just let his employee have at it. Like, hey, <laughs> how how good is this? Why don't you just go ahead and uh, is and, this pure? And give it a try. Why don't you not before <laughs> I flush it down the toilet? Why don't you have it out? I'll give you a half an hour free for all. Should you not uh, the partake clock. of any? Should you not partake of anything that uh, you you have to ask that question, Austin? Is this pure? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, oh don't you gosh. you ask that about cheese all the time, right? I, I don't want this. Pure? I don't want this cheddar cut with no Swiss. I do like myself some Swiss. Um, There's mixed and, and, cheeses as, out there. Oh, Gordon's not a marbled cheese guy. He no, doesn't but what like about the, what about the uh, like? Uh, I mean, there uh, taco night at my house is not the same without the Mexican blend, the Ooh. Fiesta blend. Oh yeah. my God, goodness! Or the Italian yeah. blend, if Ooh. you happen to be going the Italian route. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I, I can if, if it's if it's if it's sprinkled on something else. I'm fine, not addicted to cheese. I like I like uh, I like uh, I like. Give me if I'm gonna eat Swiss cheese, man, and I want it to be Swiss. And I the funny thing about that is like I'll take a slice of Swiss cheese and I'll take a slice of really good hard cheddar and uh, and eat them at the same time. We're getting as bad as them. I, I mean, as good as them. I feel like we could find a dairy-appropriate <laughs> song, though, because we don't really get oh. we don't really get bogged down on food. We just get bogged down on dairy. A dairy-appropriate like, song. Like, is there a cheese song out there somewhere? You know what I don't like, Richard Jake? Cheese. I, Richard I don't Cheese. Like, <laughs> I don't like really rich food. You know, that, that stuff makes me ill. I don't like I don't like overly rich. That's why you got to be careful about that if you go to a fancy restaurant. That's part of the reason I don't want to take you guys to a to a real ritzy place because you're bound to buy something that's too rich, and then you're going to be sick afterward. And I don't want I don't want to subject you to that. You're saying that that we're not sophisticated enough to stomach a fancy meal. Is that what you're getting at? All I know is I don't stomach uh, a real rich meal. So you go to the the hundred dollars a plate joint just to order a salad? No. Yeah, as you uh, as you so nicely pointed out, yesterday was my birthday, and my wife asked me what I wanted, and I told her burgers. That's uh, that's uh, that's a good solid food that isn't too. It's nice. It's enough, but it's not too much. You know, you get some fancy kind of. Uh, what, what what's something that sometimes can be too rich? You know, some kind of uh, uh, tri-tip beef mixed together with sauce on on some sort of 
carb. Uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Some sort of it. carb. Who are you? You know what? If you don't like you Alton if, Brown if off the like Food Channel, try tipping sauce on some sort of carb. Then you can head to whatever country wants you because we don't. <laughs> I went to a real fancy restaurant what? once. Try tip got, sauce in a carb. Uh, that's, no, like the, <laughs> that's like the all-American meal, man. No, but there was something. Ninety-five percent of it. our listeners are like, "Man, that sounds delicious." And Gordon that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Gordon saying that induces vomiting. <laughs> try, tip, try tip with sauce on a potatoes. Carb. <laughs> You know what the commoners no, eat. No, potatoes I could handle, uh, but uh, this, <laughs> I, 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 I'm just telling you, it was, it was too much. It was too rich. There was too much stuff mixed into it, and it, uh, uh, it, uh, yeah, it was If John Wayne were heavy. still with us, he'd punch you right in the face right no, now. No, no, because the Duke wants, give him a slab of beef. That, that, that I can handle, because you don't have all that extra stuff. You know, you don't have all that, that heavy, rich stuff. That makes your stomach feel like it's, uh, you know, boiling oil or something. I mean you know? to kill you in one minute or see you hanged in Fort Smith at Judge Barker's convenience. John Wayne never once in his life said the word carb in a negative form. <laughs> On some sort of carb. That never, that never crossed that man's lips. But it's the sauce I'm talking about that makes it too rich sometimes, you know. I mean... Uh, how did we get onto this? You have said enough. I agree. All right. Never mind. All right. Stay tuned. We'll get a, a market update coming up next. Try tip. Joining us. Suck. Yeah, seriously. Joining us carb. at the top of the four o'clock hour will be Mark Pope and our Alex Barcelo. They're going to join us in the very same interview. How about that? Mm, that ought to be good. That's like the Coach Pope is the tri tip, Barcelo is the sauce, and we're the carb. Because, see, they'll be on the car. And it'll be just a, a, what a rich, pretentious way to describe segment. food. Yeah. On some sort of <laughs> carb. I was so, uh, listen, I was so disappointed because I was so looking forward to it. And the guy, <laughs> this is what's so funny about the whole I'm thing. I'm sorry. That the guy that I was having dinner with, he he's like, uh, uh, he's super rich. I mean, he's super uh. wealthy. Just unbelievably wealthy. Has more money than he can ever spend. And we go to dinner. And we're sitting there eating, and I just ordered this thing, and I thought, but it was prepared the wrong way. And then I start eating, and next thing you know, I'm heading. I said, "Excuse me, I'll be right back." Too heavy, too rich, too thick, too ugh, too too yucky. Sorry, I was just reliving a bad experience. Mark Pope and Alex Barcelo at the top of the four o'clock hour. That'll be uh, that'll that'll be a lot of fun. Talk to the BYU coach as they get ready to go on, go on down to Vegas. And then Tim Lacombe will be with us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour to talk some basketball as well. Stay tuned. Market update next, <laughs> 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Shake your money maker. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Got a market update here in a second. And we decided, are we going to permanently move Austin's list? I think it's probably a good idea. We'll do it at 550. For those of you Austin list fans, we're going to we're gonna bump that back. Katie from Homies Kids. Yeah, Don't miss it. So 
All right, it is uh, time for a market update brought to you by our friends at TridayTrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader. Visit TridayTrading.com. How'd uh, the markets do today, Gordo? Jake, I'm bummed. <laughs> oh, yeah? I'm a little bummed. The Dow was down 346 points. That doesn't sound good. Suffering succotash. The NASDAQ was off 2.1%, down 274 points. <laughs> and the S&P was off just over 51 points. See that on-off button? Let's turn that off. <laughs> that one was my favorite. Let's turn that off. Apparently, there was some good news with the bond market. But uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. That's the update for today. All right. So not, not terrific then, huh? Seems like it's been a bad week. Yeah. I mean, the the, the, the markets have been really been doing well. But, uh, yeah, lately, uh, last couple of days, been bumping around a little bit. All right. So there you go. We're going to talk to Mark Pope and Alex Barcelo coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. It's going to be fun to talk to both of those guys uh, at the same time, Gordon, is BYU getting ready to go to Vegas for the West Coast Conference Tournament. And uh, I think this team wants to possibly do a little damage in the NCAA Tournament. I've been thinking about that, Jake, and I and I don't know. I mean, this is a fairly talented team in some ways. And on a given night, they might be able to, you know, have some glory. But I, I, can they do it in a way that will make a dent in postseason play? Well, I don't know if they can beat Gonzaga down there in Vegas. I think they got a chance. I don't think they need to beat them down there, obviously, to get into the tourney. Maybe help the seed out a little bit. Yeah, they're the second-best team in the league, and there's no real shame in that. Oh, it's not even close. Have you seen St. Mary's uh, conference record? It's like 500. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Gonzaga and BYU. And, and the, the Cougars the polished off uh, St. Mary's pretty well the other night. Yeah, so they, they'll get two in. And it'll be Gonzaga and BYU. I just don't want. I, I'd like to see BYU get a good enough seed where they're not just completely overmatched in the first round, like we've seen um, a few years ago, like when they were in those play-in games. And you know, if they got through the play-in game, they they were had a bad matchup waiting for them. You know what I mean? Last year was the year, Jake, in my opinion. Now they they, they bounced back nicely this year, uh, having the opportunity taken away from everybody. A year ago, but uh, didn't you think that team last year, that Cougar team, really? I I thought that they had a chance to go to the Sweet Sixteen, even. Oh, I thought so, one hundred percent. I don't even think that that's that hot of a take there, Gordon. Mm-hmm. I, they were they were really good last year. They had the top end talent, um, they had the momentum, and they, just bad timing. Obviously, it's too bad. But this year's team is as overachieving, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I think they're they're good. I would you really be surprised if this year's team won a game in the NCAA no. tournament? I would no, not. I wouldn't. Yeah. No. No. So and then you know you win one, maybe give yourself a chance to to win a second and move on to the second week of of tournament play. But uh, you know, weird things happen in the NCAA tournament. But I think this is a good team. I think hey, you hey. know, no brainer for the tourney for sure. You mentioned that we'll have Barcelo. Uh, he he is the definition of a hot shot, isn't he? I mean, on a given night, he can really heat it up and uh, do some nice things. Yeah, Pope uh, Pope has done a nice job um, blending his talent and bringing in transfers to kind of uh, you know fill the gaps. I think what four out of their five starters are transfers, so 
you know, he's he's been creative how he's put together a, a, a talented team. I haven't broken down every Cougar game this year, but uh, I'm impressed with Mark Pope and no duh, right? I mean, he is uh, he has had a terrific impact on that basketball program, and he's he's really a guy that I think can take the Cougars to a consistent level of uh, being NCAA tournament, uh, uh, if not favorites, at least uh, respectables, you know, uh, a team that – could uh, could cause problems for a lot of other teams. He seems to – I've never been around a guy that was more positive with his players. He's no pushover, that's for sure. He's uh, he, can, he, can, he can get after it a little bit too. But, man, he the way he talks to his players is like, son, the sky's the limit. You just listen to what I have to say and you'll, uh, you'll go into the ionosphere. All right, we'll get to uh, those two. Coming up next, Coach Pope and Alex Barcelo join the show straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.